0: I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, August 31st, the last day in August, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in
1: less than seven minutes. Well, not to start this podcast off on a high note, Jay, but we've got some bad, a bad fact of the day for you today. So. Greenland's rapidly melting ice sheet will add 27 centimeters to global sea levels. That might not seem like a lot, but that is a lot. And it's twice as much as previously forecast, thanks to what they're calling zombie ice. Ice that has no chance of being replenished. So that's a lot of ice. That's a big increase to sea levels. And you're starting to see the impact now with what's going on in Pakistan and the the flooding there, which obviously we're we're thinking of. But yeah, Jay, what are are your thoughts on that? Not good. Well, it's not good. And I think I mentioned to you,
0: I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, I was in Boston for two weeks this summer and the temperature barely touched below 40 degrees for two weeks, including at night. And it made me look at real estate in Northern Ontario as an escape hatch. Yeah. I mean, it's happening. It's scary. And
1: 27 centimeters to global sea levels is not a good thing. Not to get political, Jay, because, you know, we don't like to do that on the Peak Daily. We were actually notorious for staying impartial. But I will say it is like, you know, when you start to see things like the flooding, the temperatures, the heat waves that you're seeing in Europe right now, the forest fires that you were seeing in Northern California. I think actually there's currently some in Northern California it really does start to paint a bit of a bleak picture. But, you know, you got to stay upbeat. <laughs> and so, we're going oh, well, we, to we, keep going.
0: <laughs> we don't have to, but we will. We that will for aside sure. Aside from total annihilation of the
1: earth, what do we have for peak pals today? Well, three stories that are potentially more fun, potentially also very concerning. We'll see. For our first story, BlackBerry is selling their IP. For our second story, Canadian housing prices are tanking. That could be bad for some people. And for our last story, Twitter and Elon, well, they're back in the news. For our first story, if you told anyone in
0: 2008 that by this year, BlackBerry shares would fall 95% and the company would be selling patents for extra cash, they definitely would not have believed you, including me, because you would have been talking to me on my BlackBerry phone. Brett, I know you were a big BlackBerry fan, as was
1: I. What is going on with the patent sale? Well, one of the reasons why I was a big BlackBerry fan, Jade. this is a fun story, is I actually won a BlackBerry Z10 at a Toronto Blue Jays game. And I used that as long as I could because I got it for free. But it was way after the time that you should have been using a BlackBerry. And since then, I've never looked back. No, no physical keyboards for me. But here's what's happening. BlackBerry's deal to sell 37,175 of its patents won't fall apart after the buyer landed $90 million short of the $600 million agreed upon payment. This is per The Globe and Mail. U.S.-based Catapult
0: IP is led by a guy with a reputation for acquiring patent portfolios to tap their still licensing potential and was created specifically to complete this deal.
1: Now, the deal had been in the works since 2020 and it passed federal review last March, but BlackBerry started to explore other options as Catapult stalled on payment. Yeah, it's easy
0: to stall a pay Like, No, you owe me $90 million yeah. more. As Catapult struggled to come up with the funds, a Toronto-based financier responsible for much of the secured payment dipped, jeopardizing the further deal.
1: Dipped. By the way, slang for getting out of the deal. But here's <laughs> the big picture. Over half of the granted patents are set... To, oh, by the way, Jay, I like that you're starting to use Toronto slang in the podcast. Over half of the granted patents are set to expire by 2027. And most Will be by 2034, meaning the shelf life of BlackBerry's patent portfolio is also dropping by the day. Well, TikTok. When a patent expires, the
0: public and competitors gain the right to make, use, and sell the invention covered by the patent without permission from the patent owner.
1: But it's not so clear cut. There are ways to extend patent protections by patenting new innovations or product versions or filing never expiring trademark protections. Now, here's why it matters, Brett. BlackBerry was made a
0: killing off suing companies for patent infringement of licensing its patented technology.
1: So this delay has been a massive financial blow. So for next steps, BlackBerry would explore selling to any buyer at this point. So perhaps Jay and I will consider it. But again, that's a private conversation that we'll have. But a new deal would take months. Time the company doesn't have as licensing revenue continues to fall. A patent expert told The Globe and Mail's Sean Solikoff that costs, including maintenance and legal fees for an expiring portfolio, mean the return on investment will be an uphill battle. So what do you say, Jay? Well, BlackBerry has trouble making money. And then they have trouble
0: making money of the patents the way they were making money. I still think it's worth considering. Okay, well, I'll come up with the last 90 million if you come up with the first 510 million. How's that?
1: Sounds good to me. For our second story, Canadian housing prices will fall between 20 to 25% from recent all-time highs by the end of 2023's first quarter, (laughs) according to a new report from TD Bank. That's a big drop. That's what else can we expect from this housing decline, Jay? I just uh, it felt like I just got punched in the gut. Well, the steepest price
0: declines will be seen in BC and Ontario, while Alberta, Quebec, and the Maritimes will see mid-level declines. In Manitoba and Saskatchewan, prices are expected, well, to just hold up.
1: The fun thing about this story, Jay, is it's quasi-generational. I feel a great joy out of it while you feel deep depression. Now, this would be an unprecedented drop But the report emphasizes that it's merely a quote-unquote recalibration after an equally unprecedented pandemic run-up, and the prices will still be higher than they were pre-pandemic.
0: Oh, now I feel a little bit better. TD's projections are in line with those from Desjardins' report released earlier this month, which projected prices to fall about 25% by the end of 2023.
1: Now, ultimately, TD has a positive long-term outlook for housing prices, citing a variety of factors that will continue to drive demand and boost prices. These include the Bank of Canada eventually stopping interest rate
0: hikes, let's hope so, the continued growth of incomes, excess savings built up during the pandemic, and
1: the biggest factor, Brett, a growing population. Now, homeowners are going to feel some sort of short-term pain, but if they see the course, they could see long-term gain when demand inevitably picks back up. Whew!
0: And for our last story, Brett, if you thought that Twitter versus Elon Musk was going to stay relatively quiet until the actual court proceedings began, clearly you don't know the parties involved, even though I know you do. Brett, what's the latest in the Twitter drama?
1: Okay, so Elon Musk, he's the world's richest man, and he's citing a recent whistleblower report filed by Twitter's former head of security, Peter Zakko, as another reason why he should be let out of his $44 billion deal to buy the tiny bird app.
0: Yeah, the tiny bird app. The report contained a wide swath of troubling allegations concerning user privacy, Twitter's management of bots, and misleading the Federal Trade Commission in the US.
1: Now, Team Musk, which I know some of our listeners must fall into, argues that by failing to disclose the alleged misconduct, Twitter committed fraud, and thus Musk was misled into signing the deal, giving him the right to back out. Twitter has retaliated by saying Musk's new reason for terminating the deal is,
0: quote-unquote, invalid and wrongful, and continues to argue that Zytko's complaints are
1: inaccurate. Now, here's why it matters. So the new line of attack for Musk could be enough to swing the ruling in his favor. It's a TSN turning point in the Twitter <laughs> fiasco, an outcome that would cause massive damage to one of the world's biggest social media companies.
0: Up until now, Musk has focused on Twitter lying about the number of bots it had, an argument which many pointed out was spottier
1: than Starlink after a service outage. It's usually pretty good, Jay. It was only an outage. However, some doubt this new strategy too. Law professor Ann Lipton posted in a detailed Twitter thread that highlights a variety of issues, including the fact that fraud is pretty difficult to prove. And here's what's next, Brett. Aside from a TV show coming
0: to a screen near you, the five-day trial is scheduled to start October 17th. Both Musk and Twitter have subpoenaed Zatko to testify in court. Bucket your seatbelts, Brett. This is going to be like must-see TV, but it's going to be a bumpy ride probably for both parties.
1: Streaming on Twitch. <laughs> Pete thanks for making us the most listened to daily news business news podcast in Canada.
0: If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app
1: of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode.
0: Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, I actually think they're going to stream it on Periscope.
1: Wow, that's a throwback.
0: (laughs) Which you could watch on your BlackBerry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Have a good day, Brett. You too, Jay.